The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. Yes, uh, look, I've been on a break, I'm sorry. It's been really busy. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that with our guests. Uh, but I'm here in Brisbane. Uh, it's my one night off. Uh, I had two weeks in Adelaide, 14 days in Adelaide, 14 shows in a row. Uh, and a bunch of other shows. We'll get into that as well. Why am I doing this all up the top? Uh, it's been so long since I've talked to you. I've forgotten how I do it. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what's been going on. There's been a break. I've got other episodes up my sleeve, but I'm trying to write two fucking shows. Anyway, we'll get into that as well. Let's just get to the guest. I'm here in Brisbane. It's my one night off. He's here as well. He's come over late after a gig. Uh, Lindsay Webb. Guess Charlie Lindsay Webb, how are you? I'm really great. Sorry. Wow, what an opening. Yeah, no, I can't. case is cracking. I'm not, uh, I, was, yeah, I, was, I was kind of slouching until you started telling all of those stories. It's the whole time. I, yeah, basically, yeah. The, break. Yeah, I, I, went, <laughs> I went a little hard. <laughs> I was like, uh, like a, I was like a friend of yours who's like married with kids and like used to go out heaps. But like, but this is my well, first time out since. Where, where are we going? Where are we going? We're drinking tequila shots off a stripper at four thirty in the afternoon because I don't know how to do it anymore. I don't know how to pace myself. I'm not well at eight pm. What's I've happened to me? I've just got so many things to tell you guys. I've just got so many things to tell you. Where have you been? Where have you been? Oh, they've been there. Oh, I've just not been there. I liked it. I liked it's it. been a while since. Up. It's been a while since I've had some time off the podcast because basically since I've been doing it by myself, yes. um, you know, I can kind of do it all the time. Yeah. So I just do do it all the time. And sometimes I'll do he like... do-do. Do-do. I do do it all the time. And um, yeah, what's well, gone, gone back to its usual high standards. <laughs> the break hasn't matured anything. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. Uh, so, so um, yes, it did not go the way of the dodo. It no. has gone the way of the doo-doo. Good. And so, yes, it's back. And I've got other ones. And hopefully yeah, over the next few weeks, I will be able to do more. But basically to explain to people it, why it's been off. Uh, in August last year, Lindsay. Yes. I was thinking about the 20th year. It's my 20th year of doing stand-up. Absolutely. And I was thinking about, you know, I should do something special for my 20th year. But yes. But uh, last year had been such a huge year with with Illuminati. Mm-hmm. DVD out next week, <laughs> 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 including four minutes of improvised material from the last show. The breaks made this sharp. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, when in August I decided, okay, during the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year, I'm going to try to do two brand new shows. Yeah, we talked about this when I saw you in September. And yeah. I, I like the idea. I think it's good. I loved the idea back then. I, right. I, I thought it was a great right. idea back then. <laughs> Since then, there's been times I've reassessed that opinion. The, the chart's gone funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's been the hardest thing that I've ever done. Like from, in an from artistic... what angle? For, has it been hard for, to write the time? Find the time to write? Is it hard writing two different formats at the same time? What's the uh, it, it, a bunch of things. So, right. firstly, I didn't know that uh, the Illuminati tour was going to go so long. Originally, we were going to finish up in December. You should have known. That was a good show. Right. <laughs> 
Yes, but my point is that we were going to do the final night in December, but it turns out that it's really hard to get the main room at the Opera House in December because fucking people want to put on shows at Christmas. What's with that, you know? So uh, we, uh, in fact, we because we wanted to do the main room and and all we could get was a Monday night. Right. Uh, So Monday night, January 19 was the last night of the tour. Okay. So... Until then, even though I was like collecting bits and pieces or whatever, it's very hard for me because normally my shows are about like, you know, it's the same thought expressed maybe in different ways. But over the year, I'm kind of toying with one idea and Uh one thing. And that's kind of the hardest bit about it. So firstly, I've only had like five or six weeks where I've had to like, you know, really knuckle into it, knuckle into it. Yeah coming off such a long tour with my head in one space to then try to go, what do I think now? Mm. And then just immediately try to think that has been hard. Did you have the theory for the show though already? Not really, no. Right. No, I just thought I would get it at some stage. That's what normally happens. You really are a little bit behind. (laughs) (laughs) I had the poster. When you're saying it before, I thought, Ari, I reckon he's got more done than he's letting on. No. Are you being pretty honest? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I the poster's a lot better than the show so far. But I <laughs> No, that actually that's not technically true because I will say this. It's I've, got a good name. I've just had two great weeks in Adelaide. Absolutely. Some of the most fun shows I've ever had. But sure. as I was saying to you uh off air when we were talking before, part of the reason is that I don't have anything really that I need to get to in this show yet. Right. So every night when there was something yeah. great in the room and in the show, I was able to just stop down. I mean, I had this uh, baby Sarah seven months old uh, up on stage with me like you know telling jokes I saw and, photos of that it looked like fun oh some of the most fun gigs I've done and yeah, there was great. like every night had something like that yeah, you right. know well when you say that you don't have a show like people that have seen you uh, might not understand that you are constantly writing jokes anyway that might not be being used in the current show or your current tour but you are constant like as it, oh yeah and I've like and, and I would say I've loved these shows right like and I've really liked them you and try all that stuff and, and yeah, and I've tried heaps more stuff and yeah, I've gone to great. places that, like, I've done funny things that I know won't end up in the show. Yeah, right. But, you know, I've done, maybe in Adelaide I told them three or four times. This Absolutely. Same funny story and they did well every night. Yeah. And you're like, but I bet, like, in March or April, like, late March or April, I'm, I'm not probably not going to be telling I, that joke I anymore. I kind of like that uh, as, a, as a comic in the first part of doing shows. Like, I do my trial shows in November and December. And I really love that they evolve like that because I don't have the whole show written when I do the trial. It's I've got pretty much like what you're doing, a whole chunk of stuff that I want to try whole heaps and bits and pieces of it. So it's essentially the show, right. but it's not the show yet. Right. And even for the first few in Adelaide, it's still coming together. But, yeah, I understand that. I like that part of it where you get to try lots of new things. It's kind of, uh, uh, New stuff's fun. Yeah, no, it is. And, I mean, that process when you stumble onto something or you suddenly go, mm. oh, that's what I think. Yeah. Like, that's the best moment when yeah, you're on yeah, stage and you're like, I think I thought I th- – Thought I th- I thought I knew what I thought, but I didn't until I, <laughs> until I was forced to loud. say it out loud in front of people. <laughs> yeah, and then I heard it come out of my mouth and I was like, no, that's it. Yeah. That's what I really people think. People laughed and now I'm certain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, great, good. <laughs> so, but the other thing is, normally I only have one mindset. Okay. So everything's been ch- channeled through that same sort of thought. Yes. Whereas, you know, this year... Because I am working on two shows, mm-hmm. it is two different mindsets. And I am finding that a hard thing to try yeah, to balance. Okay. Like, you know, what's for which show and what is my mindset mm-hmm. for each show? And like, even though I'm only doing political will three times and I'll do free will, like, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah. I'm probably, try- I'm probably trying to put about as much work into each of them. Well, you are on which I didn't think that I was going to do. I you thought want that- them to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So that's understandable. Right. That's fair enough. And I can understand that confusion part too because I – 
I uh, it was about late November when I was well into working on my new show and thinking in that theme of writing for that show. I uh, got booked to do my last year's show on a cruise boat, on one of those comedy cruises that goes for like three nights. Oh, yeah. And so they said they wanted to buy it for the main showrooms, which is sweet because it's a 900-seat theatre that's completely full and you just get to do your hour. Right. And But when I got booked, I was like, yeah, And at that'll... sea, that's in international waters. That's right. You can tell all sorts of jokes you can't <laughs> legally tell here. <laughs> And I believe they're like 25% cheaper. The tax rate's really Oh, good. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also 20% less heckling. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, because you can throw uh, people overboard. There are 45% more pirates. Right. But never mind. Well, that's, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no ticket, no get in. <laughs> uh, but so I, have to, I had to do that one hour. Then when I booked it, I went, oh, that'd be great. Then coming close to actually doing the show, I went, oh, I've got to, I've got to do that show that I haven't done for a while and I'm already – thinking about the things that are in there. And for that brief moment, I'm like, which bits are in which one? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. So, anyway, that's why the podcast hasn't been on. There because I've been there we go. trying to concentrate on that and I still have a lot of work to do on those things or a lot of work that I want to do on those things. So, uh, the podcast may not be coming out as regularly over the next couple of I'm weeks. I'm certainly not and I don't think anyone else will be judging you too harshly for that. But please come and see the show still. There That'd you go. be good. Extra content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you fitting in this extra show? Because doesn't your show run like seven nights a week or 14 nights a week or something in Melbourne? Uh, so I do Tuesday through Sunday. Okay. Uh, so I have Monday nights off, but I do double shows on Saturday. So I've, got a, I've got a Saturday. You know, yeah. What he's done there? Uh, so yeah, Saturday afternoon, I do my Saturday. <laughs> and then it's very sophisticated. I love it. <laughs> I really quite like it more than matinee. and so um yeah two shows saturday uh so that means that i do seven shows a week of free will and then on monday nights i do political will that's exciting yeah but it is but it is every night and you know what every night's like i mean i know this all all sounds like very you know first world problem complaining but also i I live in the first first world world yes that's exactly what i was about to say the other day i was talking to someone and they went oh first world problems you know to be honest I only know first world problems. Like right. I'm unlikely to have to walk in the morning several kilometres to get water. Yeah. So if I had to, that would be quite strange. Yeah, if I came back and was like, uh, hey guys, sorry I haven't been doing the podcast, but um, <laughs> turns out I've got malaria. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I have plenty of compassion for people that do live in a third world. Oh, yeah, totally. But my life is The not developing set. world, we like to say these Excellent. days. That's a much We don't say thing. the third world no, anymore. It's much better. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't have the understanding of those issues because I, I live in the first world. Right. So problems that arise from my first world life right. are the most important problems I have. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> even they don't even have to be – they just are your problems. That's right. Regardless. Exactly. <laughs> so um, as you, like performing, there is something about having one night off a week that's very yes. good. You know, like you can do as many you, – you could probably do six months on the road as long as you had yeah. one night off every week of those. But if you start you. running weeks into weeks and you just don't have that one day to – Recover. It's very it's, groundhog gig. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's what I've signed myself up to for the next uh, five weeks. Is it early though? Can you be home in a relative? What time's your Monday night uh, political show? Uh, I'm doing the shelf afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and listen, and I've just got to hang my sympathy up and over I've here because um, you don't need it anymore. And I've got fan fiction yeah. to produce and Dave up. Anthony's show, show to produce. Is that coming back? Fan yeah, fiction? two weeks of fan fiction. Boy, I like that show. I've yeah. had, I did that I'm producing show Dave Anthony's show, Hot, Hot Head. Yeah, that's fun too. That too. He's excited, I noticed we're doing a li- We're doing a live uh, TOEFOP, oh, Charlie and I. Oh, stop it. 
That's exciting. Yeah, so there's fucking heaps of things to do, Dude, is my point. I'm going to be busy. You've got heaps of free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stop bothering me about the fucking podcast. <laughs> No, I've missed doing it. Like, it's really weird to not have, like, had the opportunity to do yeah. this. Like, I even found it in Adelaide because I was working so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't see you much or I didn't see Juzzy or any of you no. guys really much at all. And uh, To be and honest, I was a bit busy this time myself. Yeah. Just t- sometimes things, times change. Something went weird this year. Like, just everything was jammed in at, like, similar times, which makes What do you, you mean? Well, I think ordinarily I've done. I've seemed to have done things that might be early afternoon stuff, say uh-huh. in the gardens, or sure. you know, might have a three or a four uh, o'clock type gig down there, and then really not have anything until maybe eight thirty. By then- the way, a three or four in the gardens where everything is jammed in could mean a lot of other things. <laughs> I'd oh. love Adelaide Fringe. I just oh. go down the gardens. Uh, I have a three or a uh, four. Uh, a gig. But this, a this year, everything's been jammed in together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to tidy that up. You know what no. I'm talking about. Uh, but this year, it seemed that uh, things, for some reason, started at gigs started at six, and it was just busy through until you know midnightish. Yeah. On a, even on a weeknight. And then, of course, with uh, the the late show was pushed late at Rhino this year. Well, what shows did you were you, you also doing? Because I did set list like four times, and you were hosting that a bunch of times. I right? hosted that every Friday and Saturday night, uh-huh. um, and I was doing Rhino late show stuff plus Fat Cave. I was doing an early showcase at PJs. I was involved in a few uh, shows for the pub crawl there, and I did the Austral for a bit. I was running Sundays at the Marion. Did my <laughs> show for two weeks. <laughs> and, just a couple of other things. Also drove in the Clipsal. Uh, yeah. Uh, rode the Adelaide Cup winner. Played in a charity cricket game. Uh, played for the Hilltop Hoods at Future Music Festival. Uh, <laughs> was that my man doing, doing world music? <laughs> wrote a book for the Writers Festival. Had a he play. did it all. It was a play on. It's to put a play on. I was just, it was great. Yeah. It was wonderful, right? Okay. And I really do enjoy being busy like that because I get to stretch my comedic legs and, you know, write some new jokes here and there. And I, I love it. It's Speaking really of stretching comedic legs, mm-hmm. uh, I did Mickey D's show, The Fat Cave, that you mentioned. Yeah. And because uh, it's kind of a, like a variety show. Absolutely. Uh, and a brilliant show. Very late night. Good Mickey fun. gets the audience like in the perfect mood. I always mm. enjoy doing that show. It's a fun show. Uh, but I was talking about my um, hips. Uh, and the lady that I went to, all this is in the Illuminati DVD available at the end of this uh, week. Next, next week. <laughs> next week, I heard. But um, I, I told the story of it's that. Good to have the podcast back. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for the DVD to come yeah. out. I told the. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I squeeze this one in, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm doing this week in Brisbane, free will, come and see it. And then all these shows. The you Melbourne said you want to come to a podcast, not yeah. an infomercial. Right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to buy a magic bullet at the end. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend them. I know a bloke who's a comedian and a good mate who runs that fat game gig. Who do- it doesn't smell good if you live on the juice of one of those magic bullets. Oh, really? Oh, seriously. I don't even know what the magic bullet is. I, I, I've only heard the term. It, what it is the magic bullet? It food. That's pretty much what it does. Why would you want that? Um, Unless so you were you can, like a baby. So you, so you, you know what I mean? So you can drink it in, man. But why do you want to drink food? Um, That's st- the stupidest thing I, I've ever heard in my life. Listen, I'm on your team here. Why would, <laughs> I don't why would you want to ruin perfectly good food? I think food because by, you can take in more proteins and stuff. Oh, quicker, shut up. Live a little. Blah, blah. Live a little. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Yeah. You're juicing. Like, that's something. That and if, if someone knocks out all your teeth, juice your fucking food. Go for it. If your jaw is wide shut, juice mm, your fucking go food. Go for it. 
And if it's juice, like if it's fruit, you can juice some fucking fruit. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. But that's it. When you start mucking around with cashews and beetroot. Oh, what the fuck are you doing, people? Nothing good to Just your bowel, eat, I'll tell you that. But also eat a cashew. <laughs> cashews yeah. are delicious. Oh, they're good now. Have some beetroot. Yeah. Who's ever looked at, like, I like. I think it's the quantity of what you can take in. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what it is. Listen, I don't know. People are fucking morons. Get a book. Yeah, but I reckon all this stuff is nonsense. It's like that. Well, have, it's you, a fad, have you surely. have you been following that story about that girl who might have been pretending that she has cancer? Oh yes. Yeah. So this, this is like, the blogger, right? Yeah, she's yeah. a blogger, and I don't know all the details of this oh, story, boy. but basically she became like a um, kind of wellness <laughs> expert, and yeah. she's got this like app with Apple, and she's like I saw photos of her drinking beer online today. Have you seen yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, <laughs> clearly no one had done any investigating. Well, maybe because, it was wheat juice. Mate, wheat juice. Oh, she put it in the magic bullet. She just had some wheat. She rubbed her wheat on the magic bullet. And then this organic cleansing wheat juice came oh, out. So It ails you. Yeah, it's cured her cancer. <laughs> cleared right up. It's almost like she never had it. That's <laughs> how good it is for you, that magic bullet wheat juice. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> got to get some of that. <laughs> yeah, it turned out that um, her. Well, I mean, again, no one knows officially. Let's but just it, throw in an alleged. Yeah, well, this is what it seems. It seems that she uh, probably never had cancer, or it right. certainly was never as sick as the very. Because there's at, a call that she's taking advantage of the story to be a more popular blogger, right? And uh, she's got this whole app and this diet program and yeah. all this sort of stuff, which is fine and whatever. If people weren't actually following her advice and mm-hmm. thinking that you could cure cancer by drinking fucking emotions right right but also toying with people's humans lives yeah you're not a fucking doctor and also you're a fucking liar and also this is why when i um heard about it i was like because did you see her like i've only read a few things online she's the healthiest looking person that yeah she looks pretty healthy i've seen the pictures of it she didn't even do do anything to kind of like Pretend look like she had cancer. Right. Like I just don't know how anyone who was interviewing on these TV shows or magazines or whatever didn't go. Hmm. Do you reckon she? Gee, you've taken it well. I know she's been juicing a lot of beetroot and cashews, but <laughs> you you look too good if I can say that. Like it's literally a miracle. What she was saying was that she basically just cured cancer by like you know getting puppies yeah. to breathe on her or like, whatever did you the really fuck. Have cancer? Or were you more on the cusp? And she's like anti-vaccines <laughs> and all that crazy fucking yeah, witch right. doctor peddling yeah, yeah. shit, right? Yeah. It's not. Anyway, so anyway, look, it's going to be terrible for her because she's clearly someone who's already, you know, a a uh, bit like I'd imagine someone like this has a a mental illness of some kind, you know, to create a whole new identity and whatever. That was one of my initial thoughts. You're you're crazy in the coconut, right? There's a few sheep missing in the top paddock. Things aren't quite right. But then I thought, you know what? Have people been driven to this by the popularity of things like blogs and being famous online and that there's an angle that can be worked? And I'm not saying that, that, you know, malicious human interest damage is not necessarily a mental illness, but, you know, maybe she's not diagnosed but mate, having a mental illness. But, but, that's, but that's all... You know, are we driving people told, to this stuff? What you are talking about is the history of religion. There's something inherent in us as human beings. The crazy guy in the mall shouting about Jesus yes. is doing the exact same thing. He's no, saying something and trying to recruit people in because mm. he wants attention. But he's not, not offering because, them a chance to not be because saved Jesus, from something that's medical. Well, he's offering them a chance to be saved from eternal damnation or whatever that yeah, he thinks. Yeah, but that's not as pressing as my cancer if I've got it. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but I mean, there's people who believe if you, you can pray away your cancer. 
Okay. Like I'm not saying they're the same thing, but I'm saying there's that thing that's I'm always not been sure in if us. Those people are on the right page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're also full of shit. What we all know you have to do Sorry. is you have to Sorry liquefy. You have to liquefy the Old Testament with a magic bullet. <laughs> and if you drink the liquefied Old Testament magic bullet, that'll clear up your cancer. We all know wow. that. Wow. Yeah. That's why Steve Jobs died. He was a Buddhist. Wouldn't do it. Really? Yeah. Good effort. Good on him. Well, Steve Jobs, here's another one. Steve Jobs tried to cure himself naturally of cancer. Right. Yeah. The well, smartest man in the world, a man who like fucking made his fortune out of... T- well, not the smartest man in the world, but you know, a man... Very who, clever. ...who started and you know, brought back to life what is now the biggest company in the entire world and has revolutionized so many industries. Saved my life once. Right. True, when I got bitten by the spider and had to Google Absolutely. what to do. Saved your life. Yep. Well, as it turns out... It probably didn't save your life because you weren't going to die anyway. But but it what? took a load off our minds. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't save your life because what we found out was your life didn't really need to be saved. <laughs> and what happened, you know, remember that old term that was just buyer beware? Uh-huh. Now, so are people, are people we, forgetting that they we have a responsibility. treat things more with a grain of salt and maybe not listen to someone who just comes out saying, I cure myself of cancer with beetroot and cashew juice. You should give it a go and don't inoculate your kids. Have a nice day. Two million views. Like, should we, you know? I absolutely agree with you, Lindsay. That's my 100% thing with this story is the minute she said she cured her cancer with fucking cashew nuts flags and beetroot juice. Up. See, the flag's going, going up. She's a liar. <laughs> flag's <'Cause>, going up. Because <laughs> if she did do that, they would be testing that in a lab right now. For and sure. they would be turning that into yeah, this would a, be a science magazine to stop people having cancer. Not a blog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because there's no. I know people are always like, there'll be conspiracy theories. Like, they don't even want to cure cancer because sure. they make so money. What? Do you know how much money... You would make from the cure from the cure <laughs> yeah. from cancer. That's been, that's been an argument I've used before. You're a fucking muppet if you. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. we're making more money out of. Keep giving the medicine. It's like the people who say, "Oh no, they, they only want us to take vaccines for the you know for the vaccine mm. industry." The mm. pharmaceutical industry would make much more money treating the terrible illnesses that would come Shit, back. Yeah than they do out of the small amount they make on vaccines. I've used that argument before because if you look at it this way, just say you think that's right and the vaccines, but the people having the vaccines is a much less number that if you said to the human race, if you have this pill, you will never get cancer, Right. I'm buying the pill. I don't need the pills at the moment that are going to get them any money. Mate, everyone will buy everyone. If they, if the cancer vaccine, well, but here's all, also, here's what I also tell all you: people. if they come out with the the cancer vaccine, mm. right? And I don't know what percentage of people die of cancer, but it's a very it's, high percentage. It's high. It could be double figures. I think essentially, I think essentially, the, the longer, <laughs> like ten or eleven people a year. <laughs> no percent. No, I think it's much higher than that. Like, right. I mean, I really, my understanding is... The percentage of deaths. Of deaths from cancer is because basically if you end up living long enough, mm-hmm. you basically okay. get a cancer, cancer of one kind yeah, or okay. another. Um, Cruel world. So, well, we're just not meant to live that long. Well, our bodies, because cancer said so. Our, our body keeps saying things like, why won't you die? <laughs> we keep inventing new ways to kill you. I'm waiting for cancer. Um, so if they came out with the the cancer vaccine, but yep. they said the cancer vaccine is twenty thousand uh-huh. dollars, people would save for it like college education mm-hmm. or for or like a car or whatever. Gonna get and my you, kid. You get your kid the cancer pill, the cancer pill and you'd save once you even before you had kids, you'd put like a bank account start apart an and you start saving for your pill. kids. We're gonna have a kid, and what we're firstly gonna do is get them the cancer pill. Mm-hmm. They would make so much money Huge out much. of the cure for cancer. Yeah, and their factories would be smaller. They're just making one tablet now. Right. 
Seriously, they would love it. That's a hole in the conspiracy theory right there. Right. Massive hole. Yeah. Packaging, all the same. I mean, marketing. Marketing, just, one product. Mate, <laughs> all of you know them. what? If you're worried about not making money out of the cure for cancer, fucking give the cure to cancer to the people from Coke. Go into there like, go. because they have managed yeah. to sell cancer to the entire world and make That's it the most point. popular beverage on the planet. Yeah. And you, like, I bet this. they can sell the reverse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Coke Hero. Right. Well, they, And then they can be like uh, Jenny Craig because um, Nestle, I think, owned Jenny Craig. So Nestle, Stop it. Nestle, really? Nestle, Nestle fatten you up and then... You're kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate. You know, sometimes I don't like learning things. No. The more you know about the world, the less I you'll know. like it. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> and the thing is now I'm too far in, so I can't yeah. stop. You don't want to scratch the it's surface corrosive. of the planet. That's why I think people do like living in those, like, you know, I mean, I look at my dad's life, and he knows lots about the world. I don't think he's naive or anything. No. But he chose a simple corner and a simple patch of the world yes. that could largely be in his control. And still I, he has to deal with, like, weather and seasons and mm-hmm. changes in the industry but and priorities. family. They're but his priorities. But this is his patch of the world and his world, and it's what he knows, and he can yeah. kind of... And I, I there is a part of me that's like... very similar to right, that. <laughs> but there's yeah. part of me that's like, the more you know about anything, the mm. less you're going to like it. It is... <laughs> That's very true. Apart from the TV show, that's Lost. very true. You know, there's a funny and thing Batman. with the way that they, um, with the, the the way that they market for for cancer and for donation and for for understanding and all that sort of thing. There's one that I've noticed recently that you might be able to help me with. Yep. They've changed what they're calling leukemia to blood cancer. Now, I understand leukemia has always been a blood cancer, but why are they remarketing that? Why that? Why do they? What you know? What's the what's the thought process behind that? Are we are we more likely to donate to something that is identifiable as cancer because of the compassion that we've built amongst us, or is it just that they want to be more representative of what actually happens to you? Any uh, thoughts? Have you noticed that? I, I have. I had not noticed that. Right. Uh, is leukemia? The only blood cancer it is, isn't it? Basically, I think so. basically, leukemia kind of me means if blood I'm cancer. But, out mass, but I'm well, pretty I don't, sure it is the only. I don't think anyone's tuned in for like. Well, Will's had three weeks off. He's probably a doctor now. <laughs> <laughs> you live in the states; they can fast track stuff. Yeah, right Doctor Dre. I've got Hello, Doctor Will. Yeah, some of the medicinal <laughs> marijuana doctors I've been to, I feel like have about the same level of qualifications as I do. <laughs> They just rolled their own certificate. Yeah. Some of those guys have just got a fucking <laughs> pair of roller skates and a green vest down at Santa Monica Beach. I'm not sure. Got the whole way through their medical degrees. <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I yeah. think maybe, like, I mean, blood cancer is easier to spell. But to me, it sounds a bit ugly. Yes, it is easier to spell. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just from a pure True. branding point of view of like, yeah. it's an easy thing for... Less vowels, more repetition. Maybe it's easier for people to understand. Because I'm not... Like, I think if you'd said to me, what's leukemia? Mm-hmm. I would have been like, it's cancer. And you always hear of kids having leukemia. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have necessarily gone, it like, been able to tell you it's cancer right. off the blood. I think so your body think, stops making red blood cells Yeah, properly, that's right. And it, your white blood cells take over. Yeah. And, you, yeah. and I think people hear that and understand that, but yeah. they don't necessarily go, oh, yeah, it's blood. I mean, if you say... What's leukemia? It's blood cancer. You go, oh, yeah, okay, blood cancer. Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible because bl- blood's good. Yeah. Blood seems really seem, fucking necessary. Seem to need that. Often, when like if there's a hole in your body and it's coming out, people go, you should stop <laughs> no, that. That's a problem. Blood's very necessary. <laughs> you know, like. True. So, yeah, I noticed it. I just thought you might have heard it. And I no, what but that's interesting it. to me. But it sounds a bit, I mean, it sounds like they've dumbed to it me. down. It sounds uh, yucky. More, well, maybe that's the point. Maybe it's meant to. Yeah. You know. I didn't need to do that. I was, I was on board. 
I mean, blood cancer does sound. Blood cancer to me just sounds like a you know a band playing. Sound I know, I was just about to say the same thing. It's three o'clock in the Down afternoon. The G'day, we're blood cancer. Short, fast, loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to live our life like we've got blood cancer. Short, fast, loud. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. interesting. That, it's interesting that they do that sort of thing. Where I understand that getting donation from people is based on compassion and understanding. Well, this is the thing. It's like, and this uh, I was telling you about a guy that I was having a dialogue with uh, online today. Yes. Because uh, I had been tweeting about something that our overseas listeners might not know about, but uh, there's a couple of Australian prisoners uh, on death row in Indonesia. They were drug uh, smugglers. That's right. They were caught with heroin and they were kind of the ringleaders, the the Bali nine. So there was nine people, but Mm. these guys were kind of the enforcer and the ringleader. Not of the big, big guys. No, but but of this operation. Of this operation. Yeah. And... At that time in their life, they weren't great guys. No. Like you hear some of the stories that one of them was the standover guy, the other guy was yeah. the one who you know, got the other guys to strap the drugs to oh, their body. To, at large. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are not great people. No. Uh, I don't support the death penalty. So uh, the problem with – I don't think many people do. Well, enough to. And you know what? Enough in Australia do, mate, to be honest. I don't, that, I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I just don't. I think we have to value human life more than we do. Oh, absolutely. Like in general. Yeah. It's my thing with guns. It's my thing with the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And like people online, I was, I was telling you, were like, oh, well, why didn't you say anything about the Bali bombers? And I, I said, I did because I don't agree with the death penalty. Negative. And they're like, well, these are terrible people. I'm like, yeah, this is the problem with the death penalty. You rarely get to defend Mother Teresa. Yeah. Because it's rare that she's going to the electric chair. That's right. And you, people make mistakes. I think, you know, the death and penalty can for make, a mistake And also is, people can make terrible, terrible mistakes. Yeah. And maybe, you know what? People maybe can even do terrible, terrible things. Yeah. That doesn't mean that we then as a society go, okay, we also do terrible, terrible things. Absolutely not. Because I think that that says that killing is the way that we – I think D- that we have to Compassion have, breeds compassion, surely. Right. right? And I think we just in general have to have a greater value on human life. Yeah. Both when we take it. But also how we see other people live and what we're willing yeah, to absolutely. walk past, and I think it one. I I even have a, a thoughts one step further. Now I don't think our jails are right either. I don't think I don't think. The oh, there's no doubt the system's the, completely and broken, and the people the, biggest the drug I, crimes oh, in there is ridiculous. Like yeah. in America, the amount of people who are in, in incarcerated because of their failed war on drugs, mm. and it's all the wrong people, and yeah. it hasn't stopped the drugs. Not the drugs all. won that war. Absolutely. The drugs aren't in prison. I mean, they go and visit prison. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you can get them there. the weekend. Yeah, but... <laughs> nice cake. <laughs> <laughs> that war was useless and pointless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, but, but I, I, I get did the impression... They, did they learn we would, we, prohibition in America? But we were talking about war... Um, you know, on the balcony just before, and 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 I think that we go to war too easily as well. Absolutely, we'll I'm, talking, I'm willing. Yeah, I I'm, agree. I'm willing to recognise that there may be times where you know that you know these things have to happen. But does but conflict I, have to resolve in killing? Like, I'm, I realise you can have conflict with people, right? But does that have to result and and the end line be that you have to shoot people to sort that out? Like, and it's not the it's never the people that make the decisions that get no. shot. No, it's it's, it's young family men and members and women and you know children of people that are going to be hurting from the loss of their or child from people, going to war. Yeah, people didn't make these decisions. They're defending the honor of their country. Sure, and I appreciate do, that. Or doing their job. Yeah, good. Because honor. a lot of them, when they, even when they joined up. Probably didn't. I mean, now, but like ten years ago, you know, oh, first, yeah. you first didn't Iraq think you're war. You're gonna have to shoot a gun if you join the army, mate. You join the oh, army. Get me trade, mate. Right. You get, get your trade. trade. 
You learn how to march. I'm going to go to Iraq. You keep fit and then what? they're like, hang on. Have they got a plumbing problem? I didn't, no. I didn't no, think, they don't. I didn't think we were doing wars anymore. Yeah. I didn't join the army to go to war, mate. Can I get out? <laughs> you signed up for seven. <laughs> right. But that I'm was... A, I'm a plumber. I loved that time where mm. you people were joining the army in Australia yeah. thinking that they would never actually ever have to go to war again. W- what you're saying resonates so closely with me because my dad, who's, who's a wonderful man, was pressuring my brother probably 10 years ago saying, you know, come on, you haven't really got a job, you need to sort yourself out. And at the time, my brother, I guess, was about, you know, 25. And my dad's like, well, get in the army. And, he, and my dad was onto him for ages, you know, get in the army, get in the army. It's like, Dad, they're actually, you know, probably going to have to go to a war. Right. Like, what are you doing? Oh, it's good discipline. You know, you get a trade. I'm like, no, yeah. And then you're shot at with actual bullets. Yeah, you'll get sent to a country yeah. for vague and made-up reasons yeah. that will later turn out to be lies. <laughs> yes. Like, firstly, if we are going to go to war go. and send people to die, let's make sure that all the facts are on we the check table. check the story yeah, let's, before we load the weapons on the truck. Like, there should be at least one more moment where everyone goes, now, just before we do this, guys, <laughs> are we 100% sure can we're not making up the weapons of mass destruction? Can, can we put a few green papers back into that process? Before hundreds of thousands of young men who did not make this decision have to lose their lives and their families have to suffer forever. I think it's terrible. Uh, can we just make sure one more time that we think this is there's a good reason to we'll do get this? someone else to look at it. Right. Because too many men and women have been hurt, injured and killed in wars in modern times, let alone all time. And you right? know what? Here's the thing. Ah, silly. People, some people will tell you, well, you know, we have to do it to fix it all up. And if 10 years on or whatever it's been now, even longer than that. Can we try something else? Well, yeah. This bit hasn't worked. <laughs> it's got worse. Isn't we going around in circles here? It certainly hasn't got better. Like, no. it, it's a different kind of fucked up. It is. But it's still fucked up. Like, and now they just hate us more. I've studied the Vietnam. They hate America life. heaps. Yeah, oh, heaps. And they hate us a bit because we're there we're with involved. America. Yeah, and the English and all the other people. Ten years ago, they didn't hate us. No. Didn't even know where we were. Happy we're buying oil. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Can we just try something else? Give it a try. I mean, both sides too. But it, then it creates this whole, I mean, you know, this mess with like, yeah, you know, ISIS or you know, IS or Daesh or whatever you want to yeah, call yeah. them, but yeah. you know, we're like, like, is there something we could give them? I mean, you know, we put all this money into, oh, yeah, okay. what into do you mean? like weapons. What do you and, reckon they they want? Well, you know, I don't know. Like, would they would they like some like live sheep if we yeah. if we transported them nicely in a way that we could bring them food, or would they like us to farm some of their land or give them some? Crop seed, or is there something we, you know, would they like us to build some? That's stuff? a good idea, but then the Americans are getting involved, and, and eventually we'd end up just. What we, what, what had happened is we'd end up driving live. We'd drop live sheep on them. <laughs> 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 that, that, we'd bomb them with live sheep. We'll build your house. Yeah. Here comes the bricks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all being delivered by drone. <laughs> <laughs> is there not some way that is that you know is there not progressive ways around the problems that lie in countries where there's conflict that could solve the problem rather well, than in, trying to erase the person that has the biggest argument? In the defence of I know at least some of the Australian armed forces, um, I do think that a lot of the work the Australians get sent to do overseas is build, re, you know, rebuilding roads right. and villages and trying well, to could we amp help it up people. and sort of calm down on the chip chip chip. I absolutely agree with you, mate. Like, because you hear about that stuff and you're like, well, that is the stuff that we should be doing. Build bridges, make schools, you know, start hospitals. I mean, you know, and look, also you're in countries where, like some of those places where you've got, uh, you know, Boko Haram or 
uh, however you say that. I don't know. Yeah, Again, I don't, no. I'm not with you. Yeah, they always they always found like sound like a fucking seventies band. <laughs> it does, doesn't Did it? Did you guys see Boko Boko Haram? <laughs> oh, they're great. Oh, they were great, mate. Oh, fuck, I saw blood cancer after that. I didn't like those guys. So loud, so depressing. Yeah, I liked them more when they were leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit more folksy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Blood cancer, the leukemia, the down under experience. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they, I mean, these are people uh, who don't want women to be have access to education. No, yeah, that are, like, I mean, you I are, there are in some, some places you're fighting terrible, in, terrible. Yes, oppression. And, yeah, I realise that. But, you know, but I do think I guess that we don't. It's euphoric nature of thinking that can't we just sort this out? And well, we, we all have a happy space. Here's what I would say: is fighting isn't done the way. What what uh, what America strikes me and us in turn, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because our military strategy basically just mirrors theirs. It is totally well because we rely on them to protect us from baddies. Right, the baddies, man. Yeah, China. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds That's less not, racist when yeah, you just no. say the baddies. Well, I'm not saying racist because I don't. The Chinese are bad people. But the They're, communists. Right, but well, I mean. Baddies. You have a that's ingrained from a long way back. But also, China is not a democratic country. It censors no. the internet. Yes, I am fine with the success of China, and China has had a great influence on Australia. Yes. But they also are a totalitarian regime that, like mm. you know, dissenters get thrown in prison, and there's a lot of things, human rights violations and abuses going on Absolutely. in that country that I, with my moral compass, don't feel comfortable. Well, do with. they need anything? Could we help them <laughs> with some stuff? <laughs> We're helping them with heaps of stuff. <laughs> And at the moment, they're being polite and paying for it. But if at any stage they change their mind, that's where we need America. We're shutting our account. <laughs> right. so, um, so America's our debt collector. So, But what happens is that I don't think that we lead with – here's the problem. In the old days, you could fight a war in that old-fashioned way. Right. But that's not how war is fought anymore. It's now, gotten too fancy. Now, well, also, it's got too local and, you know, it can yeah. be one suicide bomber. It can be mm-hmm. one crazy guy with a knife and, a, and What's with – that's just a message, though, isn't it? That's what's – I don't get that. I don't – that's not really – see, I understand that they're trying to make a presence and make themselves felt, but that's just – that just makes me think that they're, they're assholes, the people that sent that person to do that. It doesn't make me think, oh, maybe their argument's right and I should look into their practices and perhaps switch to doing it their way. That's, I mean, like, I, I absolutely agree with you. That's the thing that it always, and I mean, that's why I can always discount, because you know what? Some people say one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. And there are times throughout history where that's been true. There was a time where technically Nelson Mandela was a terrorist, but I think the world has yes. looked back and agreed that he was fighting against oppression yes. and I, they had tried – and Mandela said himself, I think they tried you, everything they could to make it work peacefully yes. before they had to turn to that. I get that. I think there's times – But if you're making a list of people that fit in the same column as Mandela, right. there's not going to be very many. And yeah. none of them are in Kabul beside a school. No, I absolutely agree with you. And – also, Mandela was certainly never saying, you know, strap a fucking bomb to yourself and no. blow up innocent for civilians or saying, anything like that. Fight for your beliefs. Yeah. So not for mine. He wasn't trying to push his ideals on anybody. He was fighting for equality. Yeah, absolutely. And and I understand that there's a role for people to you know fight oppression and mm. battle oppression. I think that's valid. But I think that we can all agree that if we have to exist as human beings, that, that we can't have this shit going on. No. We we want to be a terrible able- reflection. What if we get visitors here on Earth? Oh, we mate. look like idiots. People have if there's if there's we inter- will. We have if, to hide them from certain rooms or if, don't go in the Middle East room. 
if there's intelligent life in the universe <laughs> other than us, uh, which, you know, there probably is mm. in some form that we probably wouldn't recognise because the idea that they would even be, you know. But what if they were just like us and come from another planet that's called Earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like us, yeah. but no one on Earth has ever shot anyone. Right. You know, they've had some punch-ups yeah. and they've had some disagreements between yeah. places, but they've just not supplied stuff to them until they went, oh, all right, sorry. You know you what it would know be, you know be, you know be like? It would be like when you meet a new friend. You ever met someone like new, you kind of meet them at a party or a dinner or whatever, and you're like, yeah. oh, I really like this person. Yeah. They're just like me. We've got some of the same interests. And then they say one thing mm. that is so oh. offensive yeah. or so whatever that you're like, oh, we actually can't be friends. It starts because, with, I'm not, I'm not racist, but. Yeah, yeah. everything before the butt is a lie. <laughs> Yeah. And, um, and and you know that you can never hang out with them again. Yes, that's what it would be like if the that from if the people from Hearst came to Earth. Ugh. They would come down for like two weeks. Oh, we would be having the best this. fucking time, and then we would all go to bed Woo. one night. And the people from Hearst would f- sneak out in the fucking night. They'd do a ghosty and never come back. <laughs> We try to contact them. They'd be like, "There's no one at this address anymore." We'd, they'd be like, "Dave, Dave what happened? Dave's oh, not they here." Found out about the death penalty. Oh, we ruined it, man. That's annoying. Yeah, I mean, it is. See, that's the sort of thing I feel though. It is just embarrassing. I feel embarrassed as a human that that's what other humans are achieving. Well, here's the thing, though, Linz. Like, I think we're also capable of such amazing things. I mean, oh not, dear, of course. You know, like been to the moon, right? But the, just the fact that, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time and I must sound like such a simpleton, but I, um, even the fact that we can talk into this little recording device that I isn't know. plugged into anything and I can just put it out on the internet and people all yeah. over the world can hear it. Not in China. Not in China. That's true. <laughs> Not in China. That, that's why I'm mostly anti-Chinese. <laughs> The podcast just hasn't taken off there. Yeah, if you're in China, the DVD's not coming out next week. I'd love for the DVD to come out in China. It'd be a good market for me. Man. Maybe on the underground circuit. Maybe I could yeah. become a bit of a like, they'll be like, they hear my opinions about China on here and they're like, yeah. he's sensible. He likes Chinese people, but he yeah, wants us to really be free. Love your he's show. on our side. Free will. Okay, uh, yeah, they're all about that. In China, it's just called will. <laughs> In China, it's called ah. Will does what the government says he does. Oh, I love it. Because he's a good servant of our state. Will, do as he's told. Yeah. New show, Will out now. <laughs> Free Will, or as it's called in, in China, Will do as he's told. <laughs> DVD not coming out now. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously we have to be you know, culturally aware of, you know, the idea that other people live in different ways and they make, and that the way that we see other people's worlds is through our own. Yeah. It's it's like what's happening in Australia at the moment with Tony Abbott, our prime minister. And, uh, is he still prime minister? <clears throat> Oh, I'm who blocking kno- it out. Who knows by the I'm time, this, who knows by the time this podcast comes out, <laughs> oh, <God>. but, <laughs> but, um, he, he's a guy who, I, I do generally b- believe probably has it tries thinks he has an affinity with indigenous people, but yeah, he I also he's banged his head. But he also sees his world view through white being right. Oh, like he sees his worldview being the, the absolutely. British coming here yeah. and the society was that, the right thing to do, and the society that we've tried to build is the right one. Yeah, and that they should now have to I know join us get involved. Which is like to me, like the thing that I was like saying about Rubbish. that is, well, that's like 
because they were here for 40 to 60,000, 60, 60 uh, yeah, 40 yeah. to 60,000 right. years. Yeah. Before, you know, they, they say up to 60,000, but anyone. Doing fine. Right? Just kick along. Well, doing their thing. Yeah. Like, they're from a time where there was like giant fucking animals and shit in Australia. Sure. Like, we all went and watched Jurassic Park. They fucking were there. They were in it mm-hmm. and just hanging out in this country. Yeah. And it's like you've been living in your house for like 45 years. This fucking house that you built and you've liked your fucking house. Yeah. And then someone fucking moves in for a week to stay ah. on the couch, does a bunch of renovations. <laughs> yeah. They go, this is how we do shit yeah. now. Hey, and you're where like, I'm from. This is how we live. Hang on, but this is our place. It's my house. Oh, yeah. By the way, you have to live out there now. What? In the backyard. <laughs> I was out there. <laughs> I was in here. Yeah. And get away from the edges. They're ours. Oh, yeah. And, buy, and try all these things that will destroy <laughs> your life. Here's some new diseases. Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't that right? Well, it's just weird that we then go, well, you have to catch up to us because our way of life. Now, there's obviously massive problems in those communities as Tony well. Tony Abbott has advisors though, right? I mean, I guess. Seriously? Like, I mean, he would, does, but like he doesn't. I don't listen, think he listens to that. If I was Prime Minister, problem. which is unlikely to happen. I'm I don't not know. Rule it out, you right? wouldn't be worse than Tony Abbott. It's unlikely to happen. Right? You'd be better. But if I was Prime Minister... Yeah. Let's do a swap. Then I would have a council of people that advised me on things that are important to the people that I Prime Minister of, right? I, right. I, don't, understand, I don't understand how if you are Prime Minister, you can make such enormous cultural gaffes and think that, it's all right. And I don't, and I don't think that the well, role of the Prime Minister is enforce their own personal belief no. onto a country. I think we've um, lost... We haven't had a good leader for a very long time, no. unfortunately. Like, here's the thing. John Howard, who I philosophically disagree with on mm-hmm. a majority of the things that I he did. understand why. But he was good at being a Prime Minister. Yes. He acted like a Prime Minister. He did, sure. some, he did some terrible things. And, like, I, this is not a... But, no, no. But, you know... You're Someone, talking about his presentation and persona and the way people thought he, of him he, as a he, speaker for the nation. He honoured the role of Prime Minister, yeah. even if you completely disagreed and thought that some of the things he All did were horrible were and terrible. Yeah, right. right? Yep. But, I agree with that. Yeah? Absolutely. But And since then, we haven't had... And like no, every, no, it's been no. an absolute mess, it's, and it's, it's been treading. It's treading so softly as as a person that doesn't give you any confidence that they're leading the country, right? But also, like the thing about Howard, Bloody hell, maybe I should. Do and it. I don't want to fucking defend John Howard, by the way. But the thing about Howard that I would say is that Howard, if he believed in something, he mm. fucking stood by it. And yeah. like a lot of these things were things that I wish he hadn't stood by. Sure, <laughs> but you you had to at least go well, okay. You know, you fucking stood by this thing mm-hmm. and, you know, people knew who you were and you didn't fucking make any... No, and, true. You know, but the, people don't do that anymore. No. Here's what I would say. I would give you a go. I think we should do a thing. Like, Tony Abbott's fucked. It's oh, all seriously. over. No one's listening anymore. Not at all. He's eating raw onions in public like but a fucking... What is that all about? With the peel on. What was that all about? Oh, he's, he's, he's actually lost it. I think he knew it was an onion. I think right? he's having a nervous breakdown. He oh, ate around. a raw onion. If he's not having a nervous breakdown, that's even more Bob Hawke sculled a beer at the cricket. Hello. And Tony Abbott's eating a eating fucking onion. raw onion with the skin on. Like, what didn't even take the skin off. Do you think that's, it was an apple? That's somebody having a mental breakdown. It's got to be. Like, it's got to be. He should have been whisked away in you're a the, white van. You're the prime minister of the country. You know what? You can't eat a fucking raw onion. No. Stop it. Hey, listen, where's Putin? Where is Putin? <laughs> where's, where's Putin gone? Oh, that's a fair point. Sorry uh, okay. Now let's. Uh, I just want to say this first. Yes. Here's what I think they should do for Tony Abbott for the rest of his because pr- he's got right. eight. He's got eighteen months to go. Hide him with Putin. Right? No, everyone should get a go. One. Oh yeah. We get. Uh, cool. So how many? How many days is that? That's like. Uh, let's say there's like three hundred days left. Yep. All right. No, that's oh, that's a year. So let's say there's five hundred days left. Yeah. Right? So he's got five hundred days left. 
you give everyone uh, in the in the his party a go, like mm-hmm. who's been elected, mm-hmm. everyone gets a go. Yeah, and then for a day or two, yeah, day each, a day each. Yep, and and then uh, we just get it, like you can go on a ballot. You know, right, there'd be someone form. from comedy, someone from. So you could. Why be, do you want to be prime minister? Why do you want to be in, prime minister? Uh, under fifty words. Yeah, if you were prime minister for a day, what would you do? What would you change? Yeah, right, and then we get give people a go. And Fifty like, words or less. I, it in. I bet that would be better than what Tony Abbott will do in the next. Around, right. I think some good things would happen. I think so, right? Let's give that a run. Let's get some ideas. He's, they've got nothing going in this time. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't all get done, but some of it might be good ideas. First thing I'd change is the format of parliament and the way that it runs on the day. It's ridiculous and it's embarrassing. Okay, what would you change? Well, it's not. Just, we can't just yell at each other anymore. Right, I like, agree. I think that when you speak, you should be able to just speak your bit without yeah. anyone going, oh, yeah, well, that's what you said last time. Oh, your mum's on the phone. Why, why are they allowed to do that? That's actually, bullshit. you know what, Lindsay? That's a really good point. If someone was it doing that in my bullshit. fucking late night show, I'd be pissed off. Far out. You'd kick them out. You'd be like, hang on. I was elected by the people of an area to have my voice in parliament and you snidely being a bully and boyish man over maybe the side there stopping me from getting my thing Well, out. maybe these uh, politicians need to handle it like it's a, you know, a rough late night gig. Yeah. So, you know, it, the next time somebody yells out, come, bullshit, bullshit, they go, I don't, I don't come around to your place and slap the cocks out of your mouth, Bill Short. I, I don't come down to your electorate and kick the constituents out of your mouth. <laughs> I've got to get myself a seat. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going to change the face of politics. <laughs> Where'd you learn to legislate? In a hurricane? <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, but no, but I absolutely agree with you. They should have the right to... Be heard. But right? also, you've got to have someone running the parliament properly because... One of the things they do is they get asked these questions. The questions need to be actual questions. Yes. And, you know, not just opportunities for people to stand up there and make... And I think, you know, make that more like sport. And they're told, right, as a a member uh, on the front bench and you're going to be asking questions of either the opposition or or your own party, that if you ask a question, it has to be a question. If it isn't, there's a fine, it's two grand. And it it goes to a charity. Yeah. That's what I like. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't have a question. Good. Next. You know, I just think it's too loose and too cumbersome, and there shouldn't be this whole That's thing. The chair. Oh, we're going to ask a really good question. Oh, we've got to yeah. go. Yeah. I've got some other things on. Yeah. Oh, so I can't vote. No, the doors are shut. You know what? Fuck yeah. that. You're in there, or you're fine. That's another two grand for charity. Lindsay, I love this idea. I think it'll be. It'll work really well because a you're raising like because all these things are still going to happen occasionally. Of course. But then the money goes to a good cause. Goes to a great cause. And, and a lot of them can't afford it. And you know what the other thing was? If you then did want to do one of those things on a point of principle, yeah. then you'd, you'd be able to do on the justification of we wanted to make a stand today and we'll be handling happily over the $100,000 to yep. make a wish foundation. Absolutely. Or, and how strong know, would that be as yeah, an argument? To, to support blood cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Well, not to support it. To <laughs> eradicate blood cancer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the disease, not the band. Duh! We love the band. We love the band. <laughs> Hated them when they were leukemia. <laughs> I just think accountability and making it more productive because it takes so many days and hours and yep. months for them to get anything through Parliament because they play games. You know, they disappear and they hide when there's a vote. They're they, children. They, and they, you know, they're, they're all fucking children. children. They yell at each other and they snicker and they bicker and they have nicknames and it's oh, oh it's just bullshit. Like I just I don't and they're get embarrassing. It. I don't get it. Like they're they running the country. 
Yeah, and they, they and they the people from Hearth are going to hate it when they see what that's like. No, nah, mate, the the, the Hearthlings won't land in Hearth. They the, just have a council and they mate, just make decisions that are good for people. The Hearthlings will do a drive by. Oh, the Hearthlings <laughs> will just they'll they'll drive by. They'll roll down the window. They'll have one look and they'll we've, fuck off. We've travelled two hundred thousand light years, but we're turning back. They'll see our Forest Gump <laughs> Prime Minister chowing down in a fucking raw onion, and they will turn that shit around and go straight back to Hearth. <laughs> 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 yes. Where is Putin? That's what we were going to talk yeah, where about. The, where yeah. is Putin? What's going on there? Now, here's, I've had a uh, – talk to me about this. Putin disappeared pretty much short after the uh, opposition leader was shot in the street, yeah. right? Yes. Now, this is all a bit suspicious. This is a bit cloak and dagger. What's going on there? Well, basically, uh, Vladimir Putin's um, – Enemies have a funny habit of uh, disappearing right. or oh, yeah. dying. Yeah, or... They're very absent-minded and clumsy. Yeah, they keep walking in a bullet. I've often thought that they're just the sorts of people that don't like Putin. Clumsy uh, folk. Yeah, cl- that's what he doesn't like in people. Clumsy. <laughs> clumsy, clumsy people. He fires them up. Constantly having pillows left on their faces <laughs> while they're trying to sleep. And... Walking into cars. Yeah, I mean... Just clumsy. Oh, clumsy. Fell clumsy out of hotels people. and stuff. Yeah, I mean. You know, he, walked into a spray of bullets that were just happening yeah, in front I of mean, him. I mean, he's just a real stickler for paying attention. <laughs> so he's, um, he's focused. Yeah, he is. Um, well, he's just disappeared for a bit, but I don't know. Is there There's, any fruit in this? Uh, you know, they said, uh, here's a photo of him doing something or other and, and dated it, you know, the 19th. And well, it, the but, photos they've released, they're clearly, they're not. Yeah, yeah that, that's just that, that's Christmas a, tree in this one. Yeah, that's a little fucking Kim Jong Un <laughs> that shit going on. There's yeah. like, you know, I don't, that's a bit weird. But we're I don't know. Weekend at Putin's. Putin is like, he's apparently he's one of the richest people in the entire world. Like he's Putin. Made, yeah, he's made so much money out of like the incredible levels of corruption. In, really? In, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like billions of dollars he's worth, like wow. allegedly. And of course he was like head of the KGB or whatever. So he's sure. got all this like, I mean he's, I mean. He he's one of those great guys who's done very well at like a bit of fucking get on the back of a horse with your shirt off or yeah. go fly fishing and people forget sure. that you're you know invading countries and taking back territory <laughs> and you're a mirrors. fucking war criminal. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that Putin just got away with the fact that he gave those fuckers the guns that I blew know. that plat like Australians died on that. I know. And we've just kind of got like. I said at the time, I was like, if this is like Putin, if this has anything to do with Putin, yeah. watch nothing ever happen I about know. this. And is that, that's the world we live in that's now. That's just fear, that, the Western fear, isn't yeah. it, really? Because Russia is a superpower. Yeah. It's undeniable. Like That's basically, they shot a plane out of the air and they went, we're pretty sure that you gave them the bombs to do that, Putin. And he basically just went, what are you going to do about it? They paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give them to them. Yeah, it's a good I bought them. Yeah, I'm not giving shit away. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I didn't become one of the richest people in the entire world. Just giving bombs away. Jesus, I'm selling guns <laughs> to the Pakistanis as well. I'm not a fool. Right. One of my enemies ran into one of those bombs the other day. Clumsy fucker. What a clumsy fucker. <laughs> Can't stand clumsy people. Yeah, hates the clumsy. So there's people now saying all sorts of things, like he's, yeah. you know, he's got an illness, maybe blood cancer or yeah. something. He might have an illness. Uh, um, it might be getting some surgery or something like that. Yeah. There's been a bit of like having a, having a shirt sewn on. 
Well, might be having a, like a boob lift or something because you know he, because yeah. so he can't. Well, you know. But he's also there's rumors he's been having an affair with like a ballerina, like you know, in the really? Russian ballet or something. But Mick Malloy, I saw the Russian ballet once. Mick Malloy has Amazing. a theory that oh, was it? Oh, where'd you say it? At the uh, Royal Opera House in London. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. It was the Royal Russian Ballet, yeah. you know, and it was the first time I'd ever seen proper, proper ballet. Yeah. And I totally understood the story. I was amazed. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a love story in this ballet and there's no absolutely no words. There's mm. music and dancing. And I was totally drawn into it. I loved it. It was really good. So, yeah, well played, Russia. Uh, so, uh, I, Mick Malloy has yes. a theory. And it's just a theory. There's nothing behind it. And, but... Mick has this thing of that he thinks that Putin might be gay. Right. And not in like a, you know. I like Mick. Not in a judgmental no, way. No. Just, you know, like. He just thinks maybe it's a smokescreen. Well, he has a really awkward way of expressing what he thinks is masculinity. That's you know, like interesting In that way, almost like a man true. who's pretending yeah. to be manly yeah. rather than someone yeah, right. who's actually naturally. And all these like rumours, because you never really see him with That's someone, but he's always got these rumours of these secret girlfriends. He's not, he's not married or anything, is no. he? No. Right. And, and by the way, he may well just have secret girlfriends or whatever. Sure. But it's just like, you know, when sometimes people just have like... It's a you funny know, theory yeah, and quite plausible yeah, in yeah, my exactly, head. Yeah. yeah, It's like one of those when things you say yeah, actually, that could be it, I suppose. Yeah. Do you really need to ride a Harley with no shirt on when you're the president of a country? Right, you don't. Do you? Not really. No. Not really? You know? Yeah. But has just got a suit and plays a bit of basketball. I think he's kind of cool. So, I mean, they are world powers again. Like, yeah. Russia's definitely world power again. For sure. And China's, obviously, yeah, the biggest world power Absolutely. Now. I mean... I know people culturally America still is. They but, say they are. But America like to. And, well, America that still have the most, the most powerful guns. Powerful nation in the world. They say that. But it. But now it's like, you, you know, what it's like now it's like the footy where you're like, well, a few teams could win it from here. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we can see who's going to make the finals, <laughs> but the winner's probably going to be out of these few if we all go to. I mean, and if there was a you cup, know what? like Russia, China, and America would be in different draws. Right. If it was the World Cup, like the World yeah. Cup, they were like, you know, yeah, they're all in different. They've come from. <laughs> they're all the winners of their own areas. But you know, there's some wild cards. <laughs> yeah. You know, if fucking India or Pakistan got involved sure. or Iran. Yeah. Who knows what the nuclear capabilities? You know. Fucking. Hey, you know Bangladesh what? beat Britain. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying North Korea is going to win the whole thing, but they might win a couple of early rounds. They might knock out one of the big teams. <laughs> Have a good go. You know, China has a That's bad funny. day, and North Korea has a cracker. <laughs> That's funny. Couldn't we get to the point where, you know, we are talking about wars before and I was saying, you know, couldn't we give them something else? Could it get to the point where, you know, it, the war is over something and we go, all right, well, let's draw up what you want and draw up what you want right. and we have a sporting competition to settle who gets what they want? Uh, There's thought- only a few injuries in that. Like, rarely people die in sporting events. Rarely. I realise it can happen, but, you know. I think this is, this is, that's a great idea. Let's take it a step further. Here's what it should be. That if you want something from like another country, it should be like the old days of like the jewel, right? Yep. Or sending out yeah. your champion, champion right? But you can name the, like you negotiate. So it's like, okay, we want a free trade agreement, you know, with a, you over like wool, yep. right? We want like a dollar fifty. You guys want it to be a dollar twenty. And no, we've got to the point where. Yeah, we're both sticking to yeah. like, you know, so how do we solve this? It's either deal or we walk away. Right. Both of us are the same. And you're like, and you go, okay, well, let's settle this with an old fashioned game of 
Ping pong. Ping pong. And you both like sure. send out your ping pong champion and whoever yep. wins it, all right. Yep. Dollar fifty. Many years ago I did mute the theory. And it could actually. be anything. Like it could it, sure. you could choose it Whatever. of you. You could be like stand up comedy. You I get know. two people to do a gig from your own <laughs> yeah. country. It's all like, Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever you like. A, a rap battle. Just a competition. Yeah, a competition yeah. of some sort. You and pick. then everybody can wouldn't you be more interested in world affairs if you're like, Oh, by the way, they're deciding the um uh, trade agreement tomorrow mm. over jousting. Yes. They're going to joust? Yeah. Oh, man, I've got to say that. Suddenly you're interested in fucking TPPs. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of wars, just have wrestling. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Olympics and stuff were originally, but we might as well put some real stuff on it. Let's do like, it. Like, you know, let's... Yeah. Never mind the medal. Yeah, you got yourself a deal. And you'd have to <laughs> even out different countries to their different strengths. You'd be able sure. to, make, you know, you can't... Yeah. But you know, yeah. you play for what you're worth. Right. Get ranked. Handicap system, just like golf. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, so we fixed the world. There we go. Could have the podcast back. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably best that went on a break. And 40 seconds under an hour. That's ah, all it took us. All it, it. all it took us was an hour to fix all the problems in the world, Lindsay. Wow. Ah, oh, man. Good work. I don't know what the world Enjoy did while the I was new away. World, people. Yeah, enjoy the new world. <laughs> enjoy the new world. <laughs> Why don't you watch Question Time? They're going to be nice to each other. Yeah, in Make our new money world. money for charity. On Hearth. On Hearth. Um, oh, I hope I get to go to Hearth. It sounds good. Oh, yeah, Hearth sounds awesome. Yeah. Not like this shit old. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably two people on Hearth with a podcast going, well, you know what, Hearth, Hearth. Nothing happens here. Hey, you, you know what? I oh, know. <laughs> No, you know what it's like? Yeah, because it's such a nice place that people start to complain about how nice it is and people are like, oh, Hearth World Problems. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, there we go. Lindsay Webb, where can people find you? At Lindsay uh, Webb on Twitter? Yes, they can. And Lindsay Webb Comedian Facebook. Indeed. Uh, gigs? Yeah, this week, a couple of fun ones, actually. Uh, if you're uh, on the Gold Coast... I'm hosting the gala at uh, the Gold Coast Casino Friday night. I think there's a, a handful, a handful of tickets still okay, available. For nice. that. I wish I could tell you the other people that are on, but I've been, I've been busy. They're obviously and good if there's only great. a handful of tickets yeah, left. They're, they're great acts. It's, you know mm-hmm. what it's like. They're all headline acts. It's a yep. really fun show. Yeah, when they have a gala like that, yeah. they're always, yeah, it's, always it's a great acts. Night. Yep. Um, and then Sunday night, if you're keen, I'm hosting, and to the other end of the spectrum, the uh, state final, the Triple J Raw competition at the Sit Down Comedy Club. So uh, standup.com.au will get you the info. Time for that. does that start? Oh, mate, I think seven. Okay. I want to say seven. I don't know if that's right. Um, Saturday night, I'm having a birthday party for my wife. I was about to say, you, it's like you have that. a birthday party for her every year when <laughs> every, I'm here. Every year when you're here. <laughs> at, this, at this time of the year. <laughs> I do. I do. We had a party for her here one year too. That was fun. Yeah, we did indeed. It's good fun. Uh, okay, so I uh, am here all week yeah. uh, at the Brisbane Powerhouse doing my free will show. Come out. I, I mean, I, I know earlier on I said I'm still working pretty hard, but that's um, the shows will be great fun. Listen, like, you pay for a laugh, you'll get one. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I think, and you know, again, I, this is more about where I'm wanting to go rather than me thinking. Yeah. If I thought I had a shitty show, I, you know, people know that I'm not afraid to tell That's people, right. but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with where it's at and how I'm doing it. Um, so come and see that. That'd be great. And then, of course, uh, you know, that starts in uh, Melbourne next You've Tuesday. Got a couple of dates in Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned all that earlier. You know, what, you know those things. Uh, so yeah, I'll be in Melbourne, but I start on the Tuesday. That's the important thing. I start uh, basically a week from Stop when you hear this. Chat. He's got heaps of time. Yeah, I have, I've already been started hitting up from people going, "Hey, can you come?" And I'm no, no. 
So I'm like, no, I can't. I literally can't. I'm already doing too much stuff. I'm like, can you do some of the shit I've already agreed to? How about that? I hope it goes well, mate. I hope that all goes smack uh, well. Mike DVD, as I mentioned, uh, is out this week. Is uh, it? It'd be good if you could buy that. It has um, on the DVD. Uh, there is also a, an extra show, a What You Talking About Will show, just a, one of the improv shows I did at the Sydney Comedy Store before oh, Christmas. So there's a bonus. So oh, you're going to go the big show at the Opera House and then the the improv show as well. Well, you're so, getting generous in your old age, fella. And uh, oh, and then I'm I've got some American day. Oh. I, actually, uh, Rooster Tea Feathers, uh, first week of May. I'm coming back to Cleveland uh, to do some shows in Cleveland, Cleveland and Rocks. Akron. Uh, and uh, I haven't played Akron before, uh, so that'll be fun. And I also am doing two weeks at the Soho Theatre in London, the first two weeks of June, and uh, those shows are now on sale. People oh, have already bought tickets. So uh, if you are listening in that part of the world, two weeks in June at the Soho Theatre. That'll be exciting. And uh, heaps of other gigs is to come as the year goes on, but on, uh, they're just some of those ones. That's fun. Uh, okay, Lindsay Webb. Thanks so much for coming over. Oh, this was very fun. I felt like we really got some shit done. <laughs> <laughs> Fix the world. Yeah. Well, we had a we had a, we had a crack. <laughs> we had a and that was just an hour, mate. Yeah. Imagine if we had twenty four hours. Man, give us a whole day. I mean, we'll have to have a break or two. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Schedule rest stops, I call them. Yeah, hey, hang on. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to get um, <laughs> marijuana legalised pretty early in the day. And then, <laughs> then we'll have some really great ideas after lunch. Okay, it's your turn. Go. Legalise marijuana. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, can I have and a break? Now, now, now we need a break and a nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, good okay. to talk to you guys. Thanks, Liz. See ya. 